Previously on Cyril Reed's Ninja Gaiden. After being introduced to our hero, Ryu Hayabusa, we are thrust back in time to learn what led up to his father's untimely death. Thirteen years ago, Dr. Hayabusa and his colleagues stumbled across two strange tablets. Unfortunately, they also stumbled across a large devilish figure with a horned mask, a metallic chest, and a large shield inscribed with the letter J. Will Dr. Hayabusa be able to escape the wrath of this mystery figure? Will we finally discover what Ryu's letter says? Find out now when we continue our exciting adventure into Ninja Gaiden. Chapter 5 Randolph Wimple was sick with guilt, but that wasn't all. He limped from a twisted ankle. His pants were ripped from a thorny bush. His hair matted with sweat. From head to toe, he was covered with dirt. As he stumbled into the hotel at the edge of the jungle, people avoided him. The hotel lobby was stuffy and hot. A worker stood on a high ladder in the center, replacing a light bulb on a ceiling fan that wasn't working. I, I left him to die. That was the only thought running through Dr. Wimple's head. It repeated itself over and over again. He didn't know how he could live with it. Hobbling across the lobby, he reached a bank of telephone booths. He tried to enter one, but his backpack wouldn't fit. He took the pack off and put it on the floor, making sure to wrap the shoulder harness around his ankle. You know, just in case. Plan F, he muttered, fumbling in his pocket for some change. What was Plan F? His fingers shook as he deposited his coin into the phone. He seemed to take forever, but his secretary finally answered. Ellie? Wimple here? Listen closely. You've, you've got to send... What? No, Ellie. I won't be making the faculty seminar on Monday. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive on Monday. A twinge of pain shot up his leg to be a twisted ankle, he assumed. He shifted his weight to the other foot. He looked down to check the backpack. It was gone. There was a clattering of footsteps across the lobby's linoleum floor. Two men in white shirts were running away. One of them held the pack. Dr. Wimple dropped the phone receiver. He raced across the lobby. His exhaustion was gone. He could barely feel his feet touch the ground. It took about five steps from his ankle to give out. Yeah! Dr. Whipple flailed his arms, grabbing the ladder for support. The top of the workers windmilled his arms, trying to keep his balance. A light bulb flew out of his hands. Fuck! The bulb exploded on the floor, sounding like a pistol shot. Startled, the two thugs jumped over the floor. At the same time, Dr. Wimple collapsed in pain and landed in a heap, his outstretched arms inches from the pack. The thugs lunged. Dr. Wimple grabbed. Give me that! Dr. Wimple said, desperately clinging to his pack. The thugs ripped open the top. One of them reached inside. The other pushed Dr. Wimple. Not before Dr. Wimple had his hands inside the pack, his fingers close around something smooth and heavy. He hoped it was the statue. Nah! cried one of the thugs, 
shoving Dr. Wimple violently. Dr. Wimple rolled away, pulling out whatever it was in his hands. When he stood up, he saw the two thieves scrambling out of the doorway with the backpack. He felt his arms being grabbed. All right, you bum, you're out of here, came a gruff voice. Dr. Wimple looked to his right and left, to the stern face of two hotel security guards. Pardon me, senors, he said, but I think you have the wrong man. That was all he could say before he was tossed out of the front door. He cried out in excruciating pain as he landed on the well-trampled dirt out front. When the first wave of pain settled down, he looked at his hands. He was gripping so tight that his knuckles were white, as white as the object he was holding. The light statue! It had been the worst day of Dr. Wimple's life. He had abandoned his colleague, broken his ankle, been humiliated by hotel guards, and allowed two common criminals to steal one of the most valuable relics known to man. But he had one small satisfaction. The two statues were separate. They could never end up in the temple together. Not that he really believed the ancient inscription, but you never know. Chapter 6 My beloved son, I haven't left home, and yet I already miss you with all my heart. Ryu felt a nod in his throat as he began to read. His whole life he had dreamed of meeting his dad, imagined what it would be like, what he would look like, what he'd say. Now his dad's own words were staring at him, talking to him, like a conversation. After all these years, half a conversation, really, Ryu longed to answer. I miss you too, he would say. Then he would fill his dad on his 13 years. There was so much to tell. His dad would barely get a word in edgewise. He sighed. All he could do was read, imagine, dream. It was better than nothing. Each day away from you, I will always regret. And when I race home in two weeks, your poor mother will not be able to tear you out of my arms. Then I will rip this letter up. You will never be able to read it and laugh at my sentimental feelings when you are a teenager. If you're reading this, my son, it means that I did not return. It means that you are now at the end of your training. And you're ready to complete the mission I have failed. Ryu, when I leave for South America, I will take my second most trusted sword. I leave the first, the dragon sword, for you. It makes me laugh to imagine your tiny fingers around it now. But I know someday you will become a ninja, finer and braver than I. Take this sword to America and look for Dr. Walter Smith, a renowned archaeologist. He will tell you what happened and what you need to do. Be always on your guard and never forget the last word in the ancient poem I whispered in your ear before I left. And when you're lost, my son, when joy becomes despair, I'll send a star of deepest gold to let you know I'm there, your loving father. 
Ryu put down the letter. He looked into his mother's red-tinged eyes. He wanted to ask about the letter, but she didn't. You're leaving, aren't you? Were her only words. Yes, Mom, Ryu answered. She started to shake, and Ryu took her hand gently. They sat down on the Tommy mat. I am leaving. I promise I'll return. And if I find whoever it was that killed my dad, he will regret the day he was born. Mrs. Hayabusa sniffled, then nodded. The silence hung in the air. He could tell she wanted to believe, but couldn't quite bring herself to. I promise, he repeated. Before the words left his mouth, he knew how hollow they sounded. He knew he had a hard time believing them himself. To be continued. Game Hint To beat Bassacre, use the windmill stars and throw it at his bullets. When it returns to you, jump over it and it will hit him. And now, an open letter to A.L. Singer, the author of Ninja Gaiden. Dear A.L. Singer, Wait, th- that's it? Th- that's all for chapter 5 and 6? Where'd the rest go? Where's all the Dr. Wimple stuff? Couldn't you have least thrown in a chapter where the good doctor decides to make South America his home and spends the rest of his life sipping on margaritas and getting laid? Ah, I want more Wimple. He's the best thing about this terrible book. I suppose the good news is that we finally learn what was in Ryu's letter. Of course, as I expected, the letter is completely forgettable. It's really nothing more than just a letter, just boring melodrama about his dad and how his dad wants to come home and see him again and blah blah blah. Boring, boring stuff. What wasn't boring, however, was the mother's reaction. Now imagine, if you will, what your parents would have said had you told them at the age of 13 that you wanted to go across the world and kill a bunch of people. Had I said that to my mom, she would have laughed and sent me straight to bed without dinner. Of course, Ryu is a trained warrior and master. But, come on, let's be fair. I was pretty damn good at Ninja Gaiden when I was 13, and, you know, let's be honest. It takes about as long to get good at that game as it does to become a ninja master, so, you know, whatever. But here's the problem with this episode. There just isn't a lot to talk about. Nothing at all. The chapters are four pages. That's both of them. That's barely enough time to develop a story or or give me anything to talk about. So tell me, Mr. Singer... What were you thinking making this these chapters so short? Last week we had over 20 minutes of story. Yet yet here we are with 7 minutes? 7 minutes? Give me a break. At least this gives me the opportunity to answer some of the email that I've been getting from the listeners at home. Okay. So so let's uh, let's see what I have here. All right, hang on. Let's grab someone's mail here. All right, all right. All right. So this one comes to us from Joe Campbell in Dallas, Texas. Cyril, are you seriously going to read this entire book? Yes, Joe. I do plan on reading the entire book. 
uh, from from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 27. This will take us 13 weeks to go through, and, and we're already three weeks in, so only 10 more episodes after tonight. Oh, and then after that, we're going to move on to something else. I don't know, maybe some other book. I'd, you'll never know what we're going to do next, I, I guarantee it. All right, so let's see here. Uh, next question. Okay, the next co- uh, question comes to us from... Oh, wait, wait, no, this can't be right. Oh, this is another one from Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe says, no, really, are you seriously going to read this entire book? Yeah, yeah, I, I already answered that, Joe. Just every word of the book. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it all. Let, let's let's see if we can find a question from somebody else. Maybe somebody that's not from Dallas, Texas. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, how about how about how about this one? This comes to us from uh, San Francisco, California. That's 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 a ways away from Dallas. Hey, Cyril. This is Joe again. I'm on vacation in San Francisco. I meant to follow up by asking you if you really, I mean, honest to goodness, are going to read this entire book. It's terrible. Um, all right. I, I, I think that's about enough of the mailbag. Uh, look, make no mistake about it. We are going to get through this entire book week at, at a time, one week at a time. And, uh, and, and then, then who knows? You know, let's uh, let's hope that next week's installment is more exciting than this one because I'm not sure how much longer I can handle questions from Joe. Anyway, uh, thanks for taking the thing of the time to listen to this letter. I I'm sure I'll be back to my bitchy self next week uh, when you start writing real chapters, not these two page bullshit. I'm sorry, but two pages does not a chapter make. If you want to make a book bigger, then why don't you just make it with a bigger font or something? Or, I don't know, maybe add some pointless gameplay hints. Oh, wait. Yours truly, Cyril Lachelle.